Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, yes. you know what? The cannibal is left walking the streets. Oh really? Dun, dun, that dun. took me a second. And if you didn't want to hear that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And if you know what that spoiler is, please let us know and Maddie D will send you a video of him tap dancing. You'll get a prize, which is yeah. a video of me tap dancing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Fantastic. So if you're a first time listener to this show, what we do is we look at an upcoming blockbuster, typically above a certain budget. That's generally what defines it as a blockbuster. Anything that's on the mainstream, I think. Yeah. yeah. Things that people are buzzing about. Mm. And we look at all the promotional material for that movie, including the trailer, the poster, whatever we can get our hands on. And then we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then we go and see those movies and see how well we are, how right we are, how much we know what's going yes. on, and possibly let our faces hit our hands in shame. Yes, which happens more often than you think. But to give us some credit, we've had a few victories in the past. That's right. We had a few. So if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, one of the movies that we've predicted in the past is currently in cinemas when you listen to this episode. And that movie is Frozen 2. Oh my God, how exciting. Unless you're in Australia, then you have to wait an extra week. Of course. So it comes out next week in Australia. Oh, well. And possibly other countries, but since we're Australian, we focus on the Australian <laughs> release. So Americans will get to enjoy Frozen 2 and see how well we did. Yes, yes. Right, uh, yeah. We had a bit of a difference of opinion with yes, that one, a right? lot of difference of opinion. So it'll be interesting to see who was closer and who was uh, further away, or if we were both flat out wrong, which is usually the way. Hey, we've got to give ourselves a bit of credit. We're being a bit too humble here, <laughs> but um, I don't know how we're going to go this week, because this week we're talking about the third movie in the Bad Boys series, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. No, it isn't the number four. I know. It's a missed opportunity until they make the fourth one. Yeah. Which will be Bad Hold Boys. Hold on. Why didn't they wait till- I don't know. I don't know. Why didn't they wait till number four to be Bad Boys for Life? I guess it wasn't cool to be Bad Boys well, 3D. I think everything's wrapping up in this movie. I think they're putting mm. the Bad Boys series to a close. Putting it on the shelf, yes. taking it out the back and shooting it. Yeah, with this installment. Um, well, this has been a movie that's it's been a long time coming. Like yeah. this is, The last installment was quite a few years ago. Yeah, it came out in 2003, Bad Boys 2 did. Mm. And now, this movie's actually been in development since 2011, believe it or not. I don't believe it. Wow. And I think the whole reason that they had delayed it for so long was because Michael Bay himself, the director of the previous two installments, said back in 2011, and eight that both he and Will Smith are the two highest paid people in Hollywood, so there'd be no way that any studio would be able to afford to have them both on the bill. Okay, calm down. But that might just be an instance of Michael Bay stroking his own ego. Okay, well, here we are. So obviously they did have enough money. Well, to... Michael Bay isn't back. So ah, well. I guess his price tag was when, just way too high. Is he still working? Like, what's No, I think he's pretty much wrapped thing? up. Has one he? of the Transformers movies surely was one of his oh, last okay. efforts, but okay, I, haven't, I haven't seen him I on can't a remember film poster for years. The last Michael Bay movie I saw, <laughs> maybe that says something, but I can't remember. Because even the last few Transformers movies, he didn't direct himself. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting that. And which is I why they were generally just, better. But I, anyway. I usually assume it was all him. So just a little bit of history, a little bit of trivia here on Bad Boys itself. The original movie, if you didn't know, Matty D was originally conceived as a Disney movie, a what, Disney really? buddy cop movie starring Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Really, you and could did totally it have see that. Couldn't as you? much swearing in it as the movie that came out? Violence. Well, what you was saw at the end of the day was added in by right. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, right. and Michael Bay themselves because they improvised a lot of That's the dialogue. Really weird to think of Disney bringing a buddy cop movie to the big screen in the early nineties. Yeah. Mm. 
Not really. Well, the script was actually later bought by Sony, who planned to do the same script, but with Arsenio Hall and Wesley Snipes in the lead roles. So you oh, can yeah. sort of see it coming I can, closer yeah, yeah, I can see it. to what it ended up being. But then again, that got shelved. They want the fresh Prince and Big Mama. Yeah, so they actually cast two sitcom actors. So Martin Lawrence had his own sitcom at the time. Martin, of course, and Will Smith was fresh off the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow, that rolled off the tongue nice. That was really nice. I, I almost don't want to say anything after that because it was so perfect. Let's <laughs> let's leave the show. Let's walk away. But yes, this upcoming Bad Boys for Life movie, aka Bad Boys 3, as I said, has been in development since 2011 and it's finally being helmed by directors Adil El Arbi and Bill Al-Falah. And I know you're thinking, that sounds a bit strange. It sounds like the sort of people who Michael Bay would be blowing up in his typical action movies. But no, <laughs> they're both Belgian filmmakers... <laughs> who are known for their music videos and television. So they're from the same basic school of thought as Michael Bay. Yes, because he did music videos. As you said yesterday yeah. when we watched the movie. Yes. The second movie together. Yeah, we sat down and watched Bad Boys 2 to just get... to educate ourselves yeah, in preparation a... for this show. Give ourselves a refresher. Yes, and I think we both definitely needed it. Uh, because it's been uh, a long time since I think either of us have watched those movies. Yeah, well, what's your history with Bad Boys? Well, the Bad Boys series of movies. Okay, so my history with the Bad Boys movie is I had, when I was a child, I had a friend of mine and we decided that we were going to make our own movie and it was going to be called Bad Boys because that was really? that was what was on his shirt and I thought it was a great idea. I could see myself because I wanted to be an actor when I was a little you kid. You were going to be wearing was... sunglasses and your hat backwards. Exactly. And because I didn't understand that, you know, writing, directing and, and acting were all different things, I was like, I'm going to make this franchise. Not to Tarantino. me and my friend are going to be in it and it's going to be great. And I went and told my parents about it. I was so excited. And they're like, oh, Bad Boys like the movie. And it crushed my soul. And then they sung the song, which was a further sting. So I've Oh, you didn't even know it was a song? No. So I've always hated these movies for that reason. <laughs> for that reason alone. <laughs> they stole something from me. And this is why I'm sitting here doing a podcast and not Will Smith levels of fame. Because they took the franchise Bad Boys from me and my friend Isaac. We would have been superstars. I did watch the movies later on. And I didn't remember a lot of them. They weren't my sort no. of style in, in very... In I remember last life. night you kept asking me about specific plot points from the first mm. movie while we were watching the second movie. Not that the two movies are really connected that much. No. The only real connection between the two movies is they both star the same people yeah they have the same job so i i reached out to kieran and i said i'm really having trouble with this plot prediction can we watch one of the movies and i came over to his house we cracked a few beers and we watched the second movie i think that's the best way to view the second movie and i remembered a little bit of it i was like oh yeah i remember when martin lawrence gets shot in the ass i remember that and other than that i know the music really well the song the song everyone knows the song um so i think i knew the song before i knew anything about the movies at all so that's my kind of history, uh, they stole my idea. Very loose history there. They stole my idea. That's my history. I deserve the credit for this. Anyway, what's your history? So mine is even lamer than that. (laughs) So I never saw these movies growing up and it wasn't until someone gave me the box set of the first two movies for Christmas one year that I actually got round to watching them. I sort of begrudgingly put on the first movie one day just out of lack of anything else to do. How old were you? This wasn't that long ago. I was about 21, maybe 22. Didn't you say it was the when you moved into a new house? It was yeah. the first movie that you watched? Yeah, yeah. So I moved into my first house outside of and my you, parents' house. And you christened it with Bad yeah, Boys. Yeah, I christened it with Bad Boys, basically. It was a Saturday. I had nothing else to do. Usually the first movie you watch when you leave your parents' house is a uh, adult movie. Yeah, well, after that, I <laughs> cracked a beer, <laughs> zipped up my fly, and put on Bad Boys. 
Right. And then what do you think? And i got to say, I don't know if it was the beers or just being in a new location, but I actually really enjoyed the first movie. I had a good time. Well, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I found it enjoyable enough to want to watch the second movie straight away. Yeah, I remember them being pretty fun movies, but I don't remember anything about them. Like, Yeah, I was exactly the same coming back to it yesterday and for this podcast. I couldn't remember anything about them. So like you, I needed a refresher. Yes, so back then I watched the second movie as a follow-up to the first movie and I really did not enjoy the second movie. Yes. I don't know what it was about it, but it just really ended up rubbing me the wrong way and I never returned to either of the Bad Boys movies until last night when we rewatched it. And I've got to say, I hold a lot of the same opinions about that second Bad Boys movie. Yeah. I can sort of appreciate what they were going for, but yeah, I guess it's just not really for me and really it's not really for anybody because it has like 23% on Rotten Tomatoes from yeah, last well, examination, Rotten, Rotten so Tomatoes, critics didn't like it. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, you can you have to take it a grain of salt sometimes. I mean, this movie, the series of movies obviously has a fan base. Yes, um, and I don't want to shit on the fan otherwise, base Otherwise, why would they make a third one over 10 years later? But I got to say, when I was watching it with you, it was was an experience. I yeah. I wasn't enjoying it that much. We got much. to a point where Matty D had just given up. <laughs> so he stopped asking questions. He stopped being confused. He just had this fed up look on his face where his eyes were just rolled in the back of his head. His mouth was slightly slack. Yeah. And he just let the action of the movie wash over him until the end credits. They were such terrible people. It was hard to root the for them. The two main characters. Yeah. They're terrible people. And that movie is not aged well. Like, it's terribly, no. like, homophobic. It's terribly It racist. doesn't hold up well in the current woke 2019 days. And they're just mean to people. Like, there was a guy with thick rim glasses and they were just bullying him the entire time. They just like, bullied everybody okay, who they came so across. Okay, so that's okay because he has thick rim glasses. And then they were picking on that, like, 15-year-old. <laughs> they threatened him with a gun. I was like, why... Red why am I supposed to care if these guys are in the line of fire? Like, shoot You're them. 15? You look at least 30. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> no, that definitely was one scene that particularly irked me back anyway. when I originally watched it and then when we revisited it yesterday. Anyway, so. so sorry if you're a Bad Boys fan. You came on this podcast, you rubbed your hands together and was like, oh, yeah, someone's talking about Bad Boys. We're not saying they're bad movies. It's just <laughs> not for us. Yeah, but maybe that'll work well in us predicting it. Maybe it's yeah. like a, a non-fan, like we're not invested, we're a non-fan, so maybe it'll be good. Well, an exciting part about this new movie is that a large element of the original movie movie has been taken away. So we still have Will Smith and we still have Martin Lawrence, but Michael Bay is no longer in the picture. Mm. So it could be that Michael Bay was a large contributor to the issues that we had with the previous two movies. And I think there's going to be a lot of nostalgia with these movies. I think they're going to play yeah. on that a lot. So it's going to be a massive callback. And, and as you say, it's a different time culturally. A lot of stuff that could fly back in 2003 no longer flies anymore and they could have fun with that. I think specifically they're going to try and have fun with that in this movie. So these guys are kind of outdated and they're going to have to deal with a 2019 world. They're going to have to deal with the woke generation, the Zoomers. That's right. And how are they going to deal with it? It's perfect situations for comedy. So let's quickly talk about what we know about the movie so far. Yes. What materials we've been exposed to. Yes. So at the moment, we've seen two trailers. Yes. I was very lucky because I only thought there was one and Kieran said there was a second one. Yes. And what we see in it is typically a lot of action and a kind of premise of the plot, I guess. is A what very we, loose version very of the loose. plot. I guess we'll see how each of of us interpret that but that's about it I've seen a few posters have you seen anything else there's not really much no believe it or not the trailers don't have a lot of information there's mm. a lot of gags but mm. gags and explosions yeah I think they're really trying to show that this is the same bad boys that you knew 15 plus years yeah, ago yeah I, I imagine like Will Smith being Will Smith would have been doing a lot 
of interviews and stuff, but I've been not really wanting to watch yeah. those. So I don't know if he's given any nuggets of information out there. Yeah, I've, I've steered clear of that as well myself. So yeah, I don't really know. But how complicated could it be? Nah, it'll be easy. We've seen the first movie. We we'll know the plot of the second nail movie. Nail it. Well, in saying that though, the plot of the second movie was almost needlessly complicated. So if we just throw in a little twists and turns into our plot, we should get pretty close. No, it wasn't. Guys find drug dealers. Guys kill drug dealers. Oh yeah, good point. All right, is that your plot? It's going to be a short yeah, episode. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> if much. That's the case. Anyway, let's talk about who's in this movie before we let's dive right into our plot prediction. Let's introduce an alumni of the show. Yes. So returning for the third time to this show is Will Smith, who's playing Detective Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Now well, he's, he's Detective been Lieutenant, to be specific. In this, is he the actor we've spoken about the most? He's got to be like at this point the actor who like keeps popping up again and again. Yeah. We only talked about him a couple of weeks ago with Spies in Disguise. And so. now he's back. Busy, busy man. Yes. He's right on a real high at the moment. And I'm sure, I have no doubt in my mind that this won't be the last time that we talk about Will Smith in this show. Oh, absolutely not. And so playing his partner, Detective Lieutenant Marcus Burnett, is Martin Lawrence. Mm. Now, you may know Martin Lawrence from his sitcom, as I mentioned before, Martin. Uh, Big Mama's House. Or Big Mama's House. Thank you. But he was also in Black Knight, if you remember that movie. Oh my God, I forgot about that movie. I loved that movie. And he was also in Wild Hogs, if you remember that movie. Uh, I can't remember that. That was basically Seven Samurai, but under the guise of middle-aged bikers who right. save a town. Was John Travolta in that movie? Yes, he was. Oh, yes, I remember that. It had and a, Ray Liotta was the bad guy. It had a big cast, right? Well, there was four people. I oh, think it was right. William H. Macy, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and someone else. Oh, sorry. All those wild hog fans are going to be yelling at you, sending all the hate mail. I saw that movie in the cinemas twice, mind you. Why? I went with two separate groups of friends. <laughs> Wasn't my choice of movie really? either time. Was Wild Hogs the movie everyone really wanted to hang out for and they had yeah. to like schedule it in? So I have yeah. a feeling it was the only movie out at the time. Right. So it was just slim pickings. Next up, returning as Captain Conrad Howard, the angry swearing captain, police standard action movie captain, is Joe Pantoliano. You may know him from Baby's Day Out. Yes. Personal gem of mine. As well as The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, he was in a Grand Theft Auto game as well. Yes, you, you said that when we were watching. <laughs> yes, I thought I'd just point that out because it feels like a Grand Theft Auto character that he's playing in the movie. Yeah. But somehow he's even more exaggerated and cartoony than his video game character counterpart. Yes. Now, next up, we have three people who make up the Ammo team, which is sort of like the team of young millennials that Will Smith has to take under his wing in this movie. And the first member playing Maya Lethal Gun Dunsmore is Vanessa Hudgens. Now, of course, if you don't know Vanessa Hudgens, you may have seen her naked because all of her photos. I knew leaked. you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. I was like, no. Let's of see how much not. class Kieran has. Of course not. She was probably best known for the High School Musical series of films, and she was also in Spring Breakers oh, with was James she, Franco. Was just she holding in Spring that. Breakers? Yeah, she was. She was okay. one of the main characters. Okay. Along with that tradition of all of our actors are either in movies with James Franco or in Harry Potter, <laughs> as we discovered last week. Next up, playing Harry Doyle, who doesn't have a nickname, is Charles Melton. Yeah, Who's poor the... guy. He doesn't have a nickname. Yeah, he's... maybe that'll be a theme in the movie. He's got to find his own nickname. He's apparently on Riverdale. I don't know if he's Jughead Jones or something. No, but... he's not. Jughead Jones, because that's the Cole guy, the guy that used to be in The Sweet Life on Deck. Okay, Zach I'll have to. Cody and Oh, Friends. really? Is that yeah, him? that's him. Wow. I have to take your word for it, not having watched an episode of Riverdale myself. And the third member of the gang, Jeffrey Cakeboy, no last name, is Thomas Bragg. Why is his name Cakeboy, hey? That's a good question. Maybe he likes that ass. <laughs> That's going to be... I'm going to work that joke into my plot. Oh, I look forward to it. You wait. Now, apparently Thomas Bragg is a YouTuber. He's a part of the video channel Yes Theory, which I'm not familiar with at all. Yes, I I heard that. 
he's a YouTuber, which because like I tried to find his his information and it, and it linked me to his YouTube yeah. page. If you try and look him up on Wikipedia, yeah. he doesn't have an individual yeah. Wikipedia page. He just has he's his, not famous enough yet. He just has his YouTube page. So there you go. Two YouTubers in this movie because technically Will Smith is a YouTuber as well. What? <laughs> yes, he is. He has a YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, but sure. But we have YouTube channel. Yeah, but like he regularly puts out content like Yeah, a but he's an actor first, a YouTuber second. So he's not mm. technically... A YouTuber, per se. You wouldn't classify him as one. Moving on. Now, there's two more people I wanted to talk about playing the villain. Armando Amaso, who we presume to be the villain, is Jacob. I think his surname is Scipio. Scipio? Sorry, Jacob, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. And I don't know him from anything. Well, this might be his big role. I don't know him either. I didn't really do my research, so that's a reflection on me. But uh, maybe he'll be great in this. I'm sure they've got a really detailed character for him. Yeah, either that or he'll just be a complete silent assassin. Uh, yep. Uh, we will see when we go through our plots. He's the Romanian, right? Yeah, yeah. he's a Romanian mafia member. Mafiosa. And the last person I wanted to talk about playing Manny the Butcher is DJ Khaled, who we mentioned a couple of weeks ago in Spies in Disguise. Yes. So he's back with Will Smith yes. again. Yes, They he's... must have made friends in one of these movies. He's the heavy. Yeah, well, By presumably. Way, so I don't want to say anything. Typecasting. Well, look at him. He's a big dude. Like, he's an intimidating looking guy. And I think this is his second ever acting role. What did he oh, do? Oh, wait, no, he this? played himself in something. What did he do before this? Spies in Disguise yeah, and but... something else that he played himself in. But he did. He's, I've he's seen a him... rapper. Right, okay. He's not an actor ah, yet. Yet. He's I've... breaking into the acting right, scene. Okay. He's a YouTuber, Matty D. I'm telling you, Will Smith is a YouTuber. Okay. Though. Well, if Will Smith's a YouTuber, then DJ Khaled is a YouTuber as well. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. People can be more than one thing. Yeah, I guess so. We can wear many hats. Anyway, let's get into our plot predictions. Let's do it. I think I'm going first this week. Yes, it's your turn. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, we're going back to formula. Yeah, it's I kind feel, of kind of feels weird. Out of practice. I know, I feel the same way. All right, I'm sure you'll do great. Yeah. Bad Boys, it's a nice way to ease into it. So, Bad Boys for Life. The final question mark installment in the Bad Boy series. I think I'm going to wrap it up nicely. I'm going to put a little bow on the series and we won't see these two as bad boys again. You're, you're not going to have a reboot? No. Well, we could have a reboot. The reboot, the next generation. They're not going to be in it. No, they're not going to be involved. So in typical Kieran fashion, the movie's going to open with a cold open. Of course. Where we're introduced to the Romanian mob boss Armando Amas, who is in the middle of doing something evil. In all of these movies, you've got to follow the standard practice of introducing the bad guy first. He's got to be doing something despicable enough Nefarious. to make us realise that he's the bad guy straight away. Watching someone die and yeah. kicking him out of his club. By so, the way, Peter Stormare, great. Loved him in that movie. Well, in Bad Boys too. Yes. Yes. So something along the lines of the bad guy from the second movie, I think he's going to be shooting somebody in cold blood maybe he's got them hanging upside down by a chain and torturing them let's just go with shooting somebody in cold blood i don't think they're going to go the maybe he's yelling at a retail route. worker for a <laughs> yeah. surcharge yeah. something really dastardly he's slapping and around a woman he's abusing a homosexual <laughs> Whatever doesn't work in like 2019 a- <laughs> that makes people bad. He's kicking a dog. All he's, of these things. He's leaving mean comments on, on Twitter. YouTube video on Will Smith's, on Will YouTube, Smith's channel. YouTube channel. And right before we cut to our heroes, we see Amas himself. He has just murdered this innocent man in cold blood. He's shot a family man in the head. And he turns around and he slams a knife into a picture of Will Smith's character, Mark Lowry. Okay. So we know that his eyes are set on revenge or <gasps> just Mike Lowry in general, I suppose. And he- has a picture of Mike Lowry yeah, as well. Of course. 
Just just for stabbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got to focus on who he needs to kill. Maybe he's only just got this information from the guy he killed. He's like, ah. so this is the guy who dot, dot, dot. <laughs> the poor guy is like, is this who you're looking for? And pulled out a picture and he's like, yes. And he shoots him in the Bang. head. Bang. Yeah. And he stabs the picture. We see just like in the beginning of the trailers, both trailers actually open up with a similar scene. We see our two heroes, Mike and Marcus. They pull up in Mike's brand new Porsche outside of a big Miami-based shopping mall. And they're in search of one of their informants who I've decided is going to be Manny the Butcher. Okay. So he comes across as a big tough guy, but he's actually a pushover. So he's, he's done for comic effects. He's a sweetheart. He's like me. Looks intimidating, but it actually... Yeah, really absolutely. Nice. But something goes wrong and Manny makes a break for it and steals a car, leading to a standard bad boy style car chase. So just like again, That's we see in the trailer... That's a stretch, Kieran. Yeah. A car chase in a bad boys movie. Yeah, maybe it'll be long as well. So... <laughs> We have the scene that we saw in the trailer where Mike and Marcus are whipping around Miami in Mike's Porsche. They drive through a shopping center. They narrowly avoid a bus. And the whole time, the two are cracking jokes. We're getting to re-know them after all these years. They're starting to age a little bit. They're starting to gray around the temples, even though you wouldn't know it since they both look great for their age. They're almost 50. They look amazing. But they look 15. And I think one joke that I think they won't resist doing, I think Marcus will call out Mike saying that he's having a midlife crisis by buying a new car. But this is kind of something that Mike was doing the whole time. Every movie is pulling up in a new car, so... But I just think that they're going to so totally go down someone that. Someone read the Wikipedia bio. Oh, really? Was that in there? Yeah, that was in there. Okay, I didn't know that. I wasn't paying attention to that. Wow. <laughs> mm, wasn't as big of a revelation as I thought it was going to be. I Means guess I didn't right pay track. enough attention to the Wikipedia page. Anyway, so in turn, I think Marcus and Mike will be chased by the police themselves who confuse them with the criminal. But ultimately, at the end of the chase, they're able to catch Manny and reveal that they are still bad boys. And in the whole process, they end up causing major property damage and damage to vehicles, as is tradition. Again, as is tradition, when they return to the station to put Manny the Butcher in a cell, their captain, Captain Howard, chews them out. Typical. He yells fuck, he slams his fist down, and we all laugh. To be honest, they kind of deserve it. I never, you know, I agree with this captain, like, they kind of deserve it. They're reckless. Yeah. They're not acting like policemen, to be honest. They're not following procedure, but they're bad boys, Manny D. You've got to understand that. Now, like, another I can't joke wait for the bad paperwork. That another happens. joke that I think that they'll do in this movie is that Captain Howard will be like J. Jonah Jameson in the third Spider-Man movie. He's going to be on some sort of heart medication, so he's not allowed to get too stressed out. Well, he does chug a bottle of something. Yeah, it looks like he's drinking some yucca or something. Yeah. Probably for heartburn. So that makes a lot of sense. That so could that's be what really led funny. me down that road. So after they've finished their day's work, Mike and Marcus hit up a bar and Marcus tells Mike that he plans on retiring. Now, Mike tries to call out his bluff because he says, oh, Marcus, you've been saying that you're planning on retiring for the last 20 years. Pretty much every movie. In the last movie, you were talking about retiring. No, he was talking about transferring to a different Uh, unit. I'm too old for this This time, it's for real because Marcus announces that it's not coming up, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is my last day. It's already set in stone. I just didn't know how to tell you before this point. So Marcus is very much looking forward to retiring, but Mike feels like he's been abandoned by a partner who's always been there for him. And at the same time, Mike is also getting close to retirement age, but he feels like he's got something to prove. He still wants to show everybody that he still has it. He's still the best goddamn policeman in the world, as is tradition for all Will Smith characters, (laughs) and he doesn't want to show his age at all. So he doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon, unless it's in a body bag. Now, I think as well, I'm not sure if they'll actually do it in the movie, but I think it would be appropriate to do so at this point. 
I think that Marcus will call out Mike for ending his relationship with his sister because I can guarantee you, yeah, even right. though Mike started a relationship with Marcus's sister in the last movie, they're still not going to be together in this movie. They're going to be well broken up by this point. Marcus is like, oh, you, you want to talk about commitment? What about your commitment to my sister? You broke up two weeks after you started dating her. Yeah, he's got to date a new woman for this movie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm leading to that person very soon. The captain. <laughs> yeah. That'll settle him down. Of course, Marcus retires the following day, as promised. He gets his gold watch and a slap on the ass and heads home. And I think that the whole TNT department will be sad to see him go, but they'll all be joking around saying, oh, about time that you left, about time we got some new blood in the building, but everyone under their jokey facade will have some level of sincerity to see a hero leave the department. So as we know from the trailer and all the promotional information, Mike is assigned to lead a young team of special forces known as AMMO. I don't know what the acronym stands stand for um armored members uh, always moving mountains yeah mountain um, uh, all together this isn't working at all <laughs> so they're ammo and this team consists of Maya, Harry, and Jeffrey, Cake Man, who we mentioned before. Now, I think the reason that he's called Cake Man is because Will Smith will say, why are you called Cake Man? Because you eat a lot of cake. And then Jeffrey will say, no, it's because I love that ass. Because Will Smith is out of touch with the youth lingo. Because Cake means ass now these days, Matty D. Oh, okay. If you weren't aware. Uh, guess I'm not hip. So the ammo- I thought he just liked cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like Will Smith. <laughs> Only in that one specific circumstance. (laughs) Okay. The ammo department is headed by Rita, who is played by Paola Nunes, who is Mike's former girlfriend. This is something that we read in the Wikipedia page, of course. And I think throughout the movie, whenever the two are having a conversation, they'll bicker with each other, as most broken up couples do. But they still have a mild flirtation going on between them. So they're almost thinking, why did we break up? Oh, wait, that's because we We, can't stand each other. Yeah, we hate each other. So as I mentioned already, Mike has nothing in common with the ammo team because they're of a younger generation. So they don't get any of his references and he doesn't get any of their references, such as the (laughs) cake comment. This leads Mike to feel like he's growing out of touch or maybe just the youth are out of touch. Yeah, the youth aren't cool anymore. And I really hope that they call him a boomer, but I think that's a relatively recent insult. Insult, so maybe not. I don't think they're that ahead of the curve. But you could totally see it going down that road. It's a so similar thing. They'll call out Will Smith. They'll call out Mike for not being woke. He'll, so he'll come in and make a racist joke against a Mexican employee like he does in all of his movies or a Latino employee. And they'll be like, you can't say that's that. That's not cool, man. That's not PC. <laughs> he'll show them pictures on his uh, camera. Yeah. They're like, what is that all? He's relic? like, look, I've got a digital camera as well as a video camera. <laughs> and they're like, you've got a separate device for each medium. What's going on there? We'll get a smart smartphone boomer. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marcus is enjoying his retirement. He's sitting around the house in a bathrobe, heating up frozen burritos in the microwave and dancing in front of the TV. Just generally what you do when you retire, just yeah, messing some, around. Some Ferris Bueller stuff. Yeah, exactly. But his peace is soon broken because his wife and daughter are hanging around the house. His daughter is actually getting ready for a big wedding. So she and her mother are frantically going through all the wedding plans and just generally annoying Marcus. And he realizes that maybe retirement isn't all it's cracked up to be. She's marrying Kev. Who's Kev? Wasn't Kev the kid that she You mean was... Reggie? Reggie. Don't spoil anything, man. <laughs> oh, I hope he comes back in this movie. Shh. So that night, after returning home from work, Mike is attacked in his house by masked assassins, who, in the process, blow up his new Porsche. Oh, this means war. So Mike goes to Marcus for help, 
and the two of them take Marcus's wife's car to investigate who sent the assassins after Mike. So they're going to travel around town in, well, I suppose it's Marcus's wife's car that we see. Like a station wagon yeah. or something? Yeah, sort of like an electric car, station wagon, something that a family would have, not a policeman. So because Mike doesn't have his car anymore, they're going to have to rely on Marcus's wife's car because yeah. Marcus doesn't have a car either. They might actually be successful at being undercover. Yeah, exactly. They might actually do some real police work this way. So Marcus doesn't want to get involved in any of the police work, but Mike insists that they They'll only be asking questions of people. So that's why Marcus agrees to tag along, even though he's happily retired. Well, unhappily retired at this point. So the trail leads them to the apartment of a Romanian thug, who we see in the trailer, who throws one of their informants off a balcony. Again, we have the moment that we saw in the trailer where the body lands on top of Marcus's wife's car, leading him to be upset and phone his wife. And we have general shenanigans. Mike and Marcus burst into the thug's apartment and get into a fight with the heavy, but before they can arrest him, the Romanian thug is taken out by a sniper's bullet. Oh no. The plot thickens and the mystery deepens. You've thought this out way more than me. Really? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to what you have to say now. So, of course, at this point, Mike realises that they're outgunned and they need backup, so they go to Mike's ammo team to convince them to do a little off-the-books work. The ammo team is generally against the idea because they'd much rather follow procedure, but the two of them, Mike and Marcus, are able to convince them that, you know, you're just going to be cool. And they can be bad boys. You're going to be bad boys, which leads them to sing the bad boys. They butcher their rendition of bad boys, which, by the way, when I was a kid, I used to love the bad boys song. This is about when I was about three or four. And whenever it would come on the radio, I would tell everyone to be quiet and I'd turn it up and and listen very quietly, just with a little smile on my face. And one time my mum tried to sing along with a song and I kept telling her to shut up this is my song so this scene in the trailer actually reminded me of that moment from childhood of your mum singing bad boys yeah i'm saying you're singing it wrong you you don't know the words And it was just like this scene. So yeah, obviously Ammo don't know the song. Maybe they'll say, oh, isn't that that song that they used to use in every episode of Cops? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mike and Marcus will be disappointed that they're not as cool anymore as they used to be. So I think that their investigation will lead them to a chop shop that's being run by the Romanian mafia. And it also happens to be the place where all the assassins are hanging out. So the assassins obviously are members of the Romanian mafia. And of course, when Ammo and Mike and Marcus roll in, they go, isn't that the guy that we tried to kill and got away? So this will lead to a long and brutal gunfight. Oh, I was going to say car chase. We're getting there. So I think that Ammo and our two heroes will take out some of the members in the firefight, but their main members, including Armando Amas himself, will take off on motorbikes. And this will lead to a long car chase, just as you expected, where Mike and Marcus chase the mobsters along Miami Beach. First in a car, and then when the car is disabled, they take one of the thugs' bikes. So I think they'll take out the mobsters one by one throughout the chase until there's only a mask left on his motorbike, and they jump in the motorbike with a sidecar with... A dog. Yeah. Of course, Marcus Marcus hates dogs, so he has to try and shoo the dog out like we see in the trailer. He hates everything. Yeah, I guess so. He just hates life in general. So Armando gets into a helicopter at this point. He rides a bike up onto a truck and then the helicopter comes flying overhead and he climbs into it. And we have a fight where somehow the bike has like a Gatling gun in it. Maybe they get it from one of the mobsters and Marcus is shooting at the helicopter and the helicopter's shooting back. It's very exciting. From the bike? Yeah, from the bike. Wow. Our pulse quickens. We're all very adrenalized. 
then I think that Mike will attempt to climb into the helicopter to apprehend our criminals, but ultimately the baddies get away. So they'll shake him off, he'll fall in the water, and they're scot-free because they never end up capturing the bad guys when they need to. So again, when they return back to the chop shop crime scene, Ammo is in trouble from Rita, and of course, Captain Howard chews out Mike. Loses his mind. Yeah, he chews out Mike and Marcus as his tradition. So long story short, Mike and Marcus work out that the assassin who keeps trying to kill them is Amanda Amas, who is the brother of a Romanian mobster that Mike had killed between the last movie and this one. Do we get a flashback or we just get told this? Yeah, I think we just get told this. Uh, I don't think that'd be up to a flashback. he kind of looks like that Romanian guy from back in Romania. So when Mike works out that it is Armando Amas, he's like, oh, he's the brother of Federico Amas. Why didn't I put these two together earlier? Or Sven Amas, a more Romanian appropriate name, that I killed years ago. He was a real jerk. He beat up women. He kicked dogs. He did all this awful stuff. And, you know, I did a favor by putting a bullet in his head. He wore sunglasses inside. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't take his hat off at dinner. So Mike and Marcus track Armando to a large abandoned mansion because all of these movies have to end with them in a huge mansion in a shootout. And we learn when we arrive at this big dilapidated mansion that the whole operation is being orchestrated by the dead mobster's widow who's being played by Kate D. Castillo, who is using her late husband's brother as an attack dog. But she's really the one orchestrating the the revenge. She's the brains of the operation. Absolutely. And I guess that sort of works as a twist, but since they didn't really set it up at the start of the movie, it doesn't really count. It'll be called a twist, though. Yeah, exactly. Everyone will be like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Except you. Yeah, patting ourselves on the back already. So now we'll have a huge action scene that involves Mike and Marcus storming the bad guy's mansion on their own. And of course, we have the moment where Marcus finally wears his glasses, his seeing eye glasses, and it makes him a more effective marksman. Marcusman. Moving on. And we'll have plenty of gunfire and explosions to keep even the hungriest, the thirstiest of action movie fans satisfied. Do you reckon they'll be as bloody as uh, usual? Yeah, even more so. Just when it looks like our heroes are pinned down, I think the ammo team will swoop in again to save the day. They get involved in the gunfight and they show that they are truly bad boys as well. Bad boys (laughs) and one girl. And this will lead to Mike getting both Armando and the Widow at gunpoint. And I think the Widow will end up betraying Armando, resulting in his death. So she'll shoot him. Yeah, she'll shoot him just to show how evil she is. And I think right as it looks like the Widow is going to kill Mike, that's when the leader of Ammo, Rita, Mike's former girlfriend, comes in at the last second and shoots the Widow. Because in these movies, you can never have the guy murdering the woman, even if she's a bad guy. Oh, I thought you blood. were going to get Marcus to save Mike's life. No, no. They never do that. So you've got to have the woman fight the woman. So Rita's going to come in and shoot the Widow dead. So you're twisting. Saving Mike. Your end has a little bit of commentary on uh, modern day cinema. Yeah, I guess so. And how it's still kind of out of touch. I don't know. So everything is wrapped up. The captain is grumpy, but we know that <laughs> he he's, always is. Yeah, we like know that he's, he's happy like, with their work. He's got like five bottles of heart medication, on yeah. like or like like fifteen, just all empty. Yeah, exactly. They did their job. There's a lot of bodies, but there's one less bad guy on the street, I suppose. It's a little victory for everybody. So all is well. Marcus returns to retirement, and Mike finally admits that he's getting old, and he'll actually consider retiring himself. Oh wow! And they can retire together. Yeah. How nice! It'll they be can like be the, bad boys in the retirement. It'll home. be like the Shawshank Redemption ending, where they like charter a boat on yeah. an island somewhere. Zuwatanayo. And they go and hug in an emotional moment. It'll be beautiful. But mm. I think the final scene of the movie will be Marcus's daughter's wedding where Marcus's daughter marries Reggie 
Yeah. And Mike and Marcus will finally be able to apologize for being dicks to Reggie, who actually is 30 now. He doesn't just look 30. What would be funny if he is actually a police officer now? Yeah. And he's just like, you guys are going to jail for <laughs> pointing a gun at an unarmed, innocent 15 year old all those years ago. So I also think that Mike will start dating Rita again because he realizes, oh, I don't have a family. I'm always hanging around Marcus's family. I don't have a family. So he starts dating Rita again because he's always going to start dating somebody at the end of the movie. And that is my plot of Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. I'm clapping here. (laughs) Okay, well done. With my mouth there for some reason. Uh, Interesting, very nice. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that on the big screen Mm. when we have to sit through it. Oh, by the way, I just want to point out something about Matty D's plot before he starts it. Oh, yeah. Right before we started recording, Matty D was still furiously taking notes, trying to organise what he thinks is going to happen in the movie. Yeah, I didn't and have a lot of time to Right that. as he was wrapping up, he wrote his last sentence. It said, and he kills himself, and then slammed the book shut. So I'm really looking forward to seeing <laughs> how it goes. Oh, yes, you will. Yeah, so let's go straight into it on that note. Exactly what, I'm gonna, what I think is going to happen in Bad Boys for Life. And just for you, Kieran, it's going to be a cold open. Uh, oh, good. So we're going to see, it's going to be in Miami, and we're going to see some Romanian bad guys doing some drug deals, packing up substances away in a warehouse. It's going to be like a dark warehouse, and they're going to be really, drugs into vans. real bad guy stuff. And then we're going to see Marcus, who's been undercover this entire time, pull up his wig. He'll say something real witty and sassy, but it won't be like witty. It'll be more like- Don't shoot me in the ass. How annoyed he is, and then it'll all be I'm guns. I'm getting too old for this shit. Guns blazing. Mike is waiting outside. He's got a really cool car. It escalates into a big car chase scene. We're seeing explosions. We're seeing, you know, driving around, shooting these drug dealers as they're trying to get away. And eventually it culminates in a massive car crash in which our two protagonists exit the car. There's a little bit of bantering back and forth as this is happening. They exit the car and they face off against the big Romanian mob boss, who is just some random guy. Not a guy that's credited in this movie. Um, could it be a brother of somebody who's it, credited in the movie? It could be. It oh. could very well be. I like be. how you're trying to keep it a mystery, even though we've outlined <laughs> it in my plot. <laughs> and in a moment of passion, the Romanian bad guy is, we'll call him Sven, why not? Yeah. Is lying on the ground. He sort of has his gun near him. He reaches for his gun. Mike, I'm doing the actions, pulls out the gun and shoots him dead. Marcus, at that point, was trying to talk him down from killing him, but Mike pulls the trigger and kills him. Yeah, he doesn't want Mike to be as trigger happy as he was in previous movies. Which will be a theme in this movie. Mm. But Mike kills the Romanian bad guy. So they meet at a bar afterwards, and Marcus says that this will be his last case. Now, unlike you, I don't think that he's going to spring this on him at the last minute. I think Marcus has been saying this the entire time. It's been a long time coming. But... Mike doesn't really take it seriously. He's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. But Mike now knows that this is his last case. They cheers and... Do they give him a really easy case because it's his last day? Well, that was his last day. Oh, wow. Okay, wasn't that easy then, was it? (laughs) Yeah. So that was it. That's the end of the partnership of Marcus and Mike. Now, this happens a few years ago, maybe not so long after the second movie. They're going to... Oh, so this is a flashback. This is a flashback, yeah. Okay. How did they get Martin Lawrence to look thinner? <laughs> CGI? Yeah, I guess Body so. double? I think they're going to be made to look a lot younger than, than they are. Okay. It won't be... It, That's going to be easy. Be, it'll be really subtle. And then we flash forward to present day. So maybe maybe it's 10 years, maybe a, a little bit less. Um, I'd say 15 plus years. And we, we get... From 2003 to now. We get the title screen. Well, the case might have been okay. like a long yeah. time after Bad Boys 2. Um, so we get the title screen. We get camera shots of Miami, you know, because they love... 
Interesting shots. They love those shots. And we get a We're montage. We're going to get that Miami sign shot from below. Of course. With like a plane or something flying of over course. the top. Of course. And the sunsets and the beautiful women. It's all going to be there. And we're going to get a montage now of Marcus being retired, putting on his cloak. We heard it in your prediction. His cloak? Yeah. He's, he's going to a clan meeting, is he? His, uh, his robe? <laughs> Not again. His robe. Yeah. He's dressing gown and enjoying retirement, being on a recliner. And we're going to see Mike. It's going to be shot, you know, side by side. doing he's going into work. Stuff. He's putting on a cool suit. He's putting on cool shades. His purple Joker suit. <laughs> yeah. It was like a Joker suit, wasn't it? Now we're going to focus on Mike. He is still a cool cop. He's doing cool cop things. And he is the greatest police officer in the world. Of course. Mike goes out into the field. He gets involved in, um, he maybe pulls over some bad guys. And it turns out that the case is bigger than it is. He just sort of pulled somebody over just to, you know, they they were doing. He pulled over some people who happened to be ferrying drugs. Like they're suspicious. He finds out they're doing drugs. Big car chase, of course. Causes a large variety of fatalities. Really? Typical. Wow. You know, it's just like running e- people over on the street. and stuff. Or maybe not fatalities, but like bad guy fatalities. But like that causes a lot of destruction. Michael Shannon's still in his boot for some reason. <laughs> that would be great. Just he just skeleton. He just lives there now. Yeah. You know, he voluntarily goes back to his boot. And then Mike goes and meets the captain. Now, the captain is going to be a little different from we've seen in previous movies. And I think it's going to be a running gag that the captain is appearing to be very understanding and very calming. Ooh, so. so he's taken, he's turned a new leaf. He's decided he's a lot older now. He's mellowed out. He's sort of more relaxed. And the gag will be, it's going to be a surprise because we'll, we'll expect him to yell, but he won't. Only until the team reunite will he start right. losing his okay. shit again. Yeah. I like this. So he tells Mike that he is going to work as an advisor for a group of young guns. <laughs> Mike is very reluctant. He is has, this ammo? This is ammo, okay. yeah. Uh, Mike is very reluctant. He's been working solo ever since Marcus and no one can really replace him. So he doesn't really want to do I it. I work alone. But uh, Let the beat drop. Let the beat drop. The captain says it'll be purely an advisory position and they just got to crack a drug market case. And this is where we meet our ammo team, which you introduced very well, so I don't really need to go into it. But, you know, they're all millennials. They all make fun of Will Smith. Sorry, they all make fun of Mark. Um, They all make fun of Mike. (laughs) And Mark. And Mark. Mark cops it too, whoever he is. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think it'll be Mike is out of touch because this movie is for the fans of Bad Boys. I think the millennials will be annoying and weird. Yeah. That's how it's... The comedy is going to be be played... The comedy, not necessarily dicks. The, well, the they com- should get along with Mike and Marcus. Yeah, then, no, right. they? The comedy will be more so about how weird and soft the millennials are, and how lame they they're are. All and they're all got their mobile phones out playing not, Fortnite. Yeah, and they're and they're not cool and old. They're doing school. default they're dances. Kind of, they're kind of all based in technology, and they're like, we should develop a strategy. And like Mike will be like, no, we should just go in all guns blazing because I'm a real man. That's going to be what it is. Yeah, more so. I agree with you. So it turns out to be a simple recon. They're going to look around and try to uncover this drug market Where's that's this? happening in Miami. Is this like know. an ancient site with runes and stuff <laughs> that they're investigating? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, Kieran. Don't okay. don't ruin my prediction. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, it's just on the streets of LA, you know. Uh, not LA. Just on the streets of Miami. 
it goes bad because Mike gets sniped by a sniper rifle. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. That's kind of out of nowhere, right? Because Mike yeah. wasn't really doing anything. They were just kind of observing what was going on. And it was almost like someone knew Mike was going to be there and lured him out. It's a leak in the department. That's right. That's right. And Mike is rattled by this. So he goes to the only person he trusts. Da, 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 da. It's Marcus. Big Mama. Oh. Yeah, it's Big Mama. And so this is where we get the reunion. They haven't seen each other in a very long time. Goes into his house he meets his old family and he takes him out he says oh you know we should catch up da, 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 da. and he takes him to a rooftop for some reason and he tells marcus what's going on and he says i need you to come back because i can't trust anybody one more time one more time bad boys for life one more time and marcus reluctantly agrees and then we get the scene with the informant which you covered in your plot where marcus and mike have a lead they go to this guy's house he's a big heavy marcus has been real mellowed out and he's been watching a lot of daytime soap operas and like self-help videos and movies like uh, like Queer Eye and If Dr. Phil's Still a Thing and Ellen. Telenovelas. Exactly. And he's like, no, we should talk to people heart to heart and that's going to be his character arc. It's going to be hilarious. Of course, it doesn't go well. The huge fight happens. The informant runs out. Big car chase happens across the streets of Miami. How does the body end up landing on Marcus's wife's car? I don't want to steal from you, but I feel like what you said is kind of what's going to happen. Maybe as they're leaving, I don't know, the body gets knocked and falls on his car. some random guy. No, it's going to happen at the end. It's going to happen at the end. So big car chase happens. Everything gets damaged. And there's a guy that's died because they've shot him or whatever. And he's just sort of hanging at the pier. And just as they think everything's like cooled off like oh my god thank god that's happened and marcus is like oh thank god never do that again then the body falls on the car and he's like of course okay fair that's enough. that's what i'll go with but i think you're right but it's that's one what of I'll those leftover bodies that came out of the mortuary truck yeah exactly <laughs> years exactly. later just, it fell out of the just sky a, just a body that's hanging on something and it just falls just right at the end the car's completely untouched the whole time and just when it finally calms down boom So they realize now that the boss that's orchestrating this whole thing, they pin down the informant, they get the information off him, is Armando, the brother of the boss they killed in Mm. the earlier flashback, which involves Marcus and which makes sense because obviously he wants to kill Mike. Because Mike presumably dealt the killing blow. That's right. And we may get some scenes of Armando establishing shots of him organizing things, bossing people around. Wearing uh, sunglasses. Wearing sunglasses indoors, that kind of thing. Wow, I'm wrapping up this really fast. They then go to... Not fast enough, if you ask me. A, they <laughs> I'm go, kidding. They go to a party that's uh, been organized. They find out that he's throwing oh, this... At a dingy nightclub? At a... At a <laughs> well, I wish at a dingy nightclub. It's going to be like at this fancy mansion. Oh, yeah, I completely missed the bikes, guys. I didn't even mention them here, but yeah, they're at a. It's not like they were a big part of the trailer or anything. No. So they go and they realize that he's holding this cocktail evening. So they go undercover with Wine ammo. Wine and cheese do. Yep. Eventually, they blow their cover and it becomes a massive shootout. Mike finally confronts Armando and points a gun at Armando, and there's going to be a scene where Marcus convinces Mike to show mercy. It's a nice little Mike character learns, arc. Mike learns something. Yeah. So he decides. He's not going to shoot. Kill somebody in cold blood. Yeah, exactly. But it is revealed 
that Marcus was working with Armando the whole time, but what? did not realize <laughs> did not realize that he was the brother of the Romanian that they killed oh, earlier. Okay, on. So, so Marcus isn't a bad guy. He was Marcus just Marcus isn't a bad guy. No, but so what he was happened just, was he had like a second job because retirement. Apparently, the police pension ran out real quick. No, Marcus he bought another pool. Marcus was worried about Mike's reckless behavior and the fact that Mike was going to do this till he was a hundred. So Mark wanted to work with a guy to take Mike out of the field. Oh, so not to kill him, but to injure him. Not to him. kill him, but to injure him or to scare him or to get him out. Wow. To get him, That's pretty to get extreme. Him out. I think it would involve some brain power that Marcus isn't quite up to. <laughs> but Marcus didn't realize that he was working with a guy that had his own agenda and was right. using Marcus okay. to actually kill Mike. Mike is angry by this. So Marcus was the leak the whole time. Yep. Okay, there you go. Mike is angry by this, obviously, shoots Armando and is so mad at Marcus. He shoots him in the butt again. That they have a gunfight with each other. And that's right, I'm pitting these two these two jerks, wow. these two horrible people who stole my idea against each other. <laughs> and there's a little revenge the of final, your own. The final scene will be this dilapidating building where, you know, all everyone's dead already. Who cares? And they're and they're just gonna be fighting. Marcus is gonna be like, No, please don't don't kill me. And Mike is like, You betrayed me. Shoot, shoot, shoot. They're gonna try to kill each other. It's collapsing in the villa. Marcus shoots Mike in a non-fatal wound. He goes down and Marcus pleads with his old friend you know wow, this I'm went sorry. really extreme I wasn't I'm, expecting it I'm to go this sorry. direction like we're bad boys we're bad boys for life like you're my brother and your Mike's- life's about to be cut short and Mike says I can't keep doing this. I'm going to die in the field. You have a family. We can't kill each other, but I'm not going to ever live the life that you have. He shoots a canister. It explodes. Mike is dead. Wow. Bad boys for life. Finn. So that was him shooting himself the end. Death. Yeah, it explodes. And we might have a scene where Marcus uh, walks at away. His funeral. He hugs his family and he looks at the funeral of his dearly departed friend. Um, Do you really think Will Smith is going to be killed off in a movie? No, of course not. But I had to make it interesting Has that for myself. Has ever happened? I had to make it interesting for myself. I mean, because, it did uh, in some of his earlier films, but <laughs> in modern times, has that ever happened? This movie is so self-indulgent that, okay. you know, who knows? No, I don't think he's actually going to oh, do they're going to be up for the Oscars 2021. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought it would be a good twist, yet you wouldn't see it coming, so they try to kill each other. Sure. Might as well throw a bigger twist as you possibly can out there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to catch the big fish unless you cast out a, why, a long line. Why don't they Why don't they try something different? Why don't they throw a huge risk out there? I'm sure the fan base will be really happy with yeah, it. Yeah, of course. They're going to yeah. love it. They're going to love it. They're going to love it so much. You know what? These two people are terrible people. They don't deserve any better. In, in your opinion. In my opinion. In Matty D's so, opinion. So, you know, mine. Marcus technically kills Mike, and Marcus lives with the guilt through neglect well he he, <laughs> he shoots him and yeah but uh, he gets him involved in this whole caper I guess and uh, Marcus lives with the guilt for the rest of his life and that's where we finish uh, the bad boys franchise okay there by, we go by the happy meal toy right so if you want to direct hate mail to Matty D there's several places that you can contact us no if you've got any ideas of what you think is going to happen in bad boys for life if you think we're radically wrong and you have a better idea imagine if I was right yeah well <laughs> I could not imagine that but you can let us know what you think at three places. We've got an email address, potential spoilers pod, that's all one word, at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site if that's how you listen. 
or you can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast. We're pretty easy to find on there and you can join the discussion there. Right. So now that we've wrapped up Bad Boys for Life and presumably the Bad Boys trilogy. Put a bow on that franchise. What do you think we're going to be talking about next week? I honestly don't know. Really? Okay. I don't know. I've, I've lost track. Well, we're going to be talking about another sequel. And it is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's right, we're talking about the upcoming Suicide Squad sequel. Who would have thunk that there would be a sequel? Now, this was a TV show, right? And I remember it had somewhat of a cult following. I don't know anything about that. Birds of Prey were because they're all related to superheroes. I I can't remember. I'm going to have to do my research and come back to you next week with that one. Harley Quinn was popular, so this is her like. They're doing a jokerless Harley Quinn movie. They're trying to make up to the fan base what was lacking in the previous instalment, presumably. We shall see. Yeah, but there's actually a lot of good actors in this movie, so I'm very excited to talk about it next week and what we think is going to happen in it. I look forward to... And there's only one teaser trailer out so far, so it's going to be a very difficult longbow on both of our behalf. So good luck with that, Matty D. Yeah, My hat's off to you if you can work out what's going to happen in this movie. Yeah. So yeah, join us next week for that, and we'll see you then. See you then. Larry. No, easy. Mike Larry. Who's there? Uh, Mike Larry. Well, how do I know it's Mike Larry? Cause I'm Mike Larry. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we make a film? Do, 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 do. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do when we're 50-year-old men? We're okay, bad boys. We